0: Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshiping! Friendshiping. And the theme this week is... Uh, Group, friends, D&D. How about how to heal the rift in
1: your D&D
0: group? Oh, that's such a better title. No, it's okay. You
1: do it every week, and sometimes I, I like to step up for you. Thank you. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at
0: the problem. Trin, hello. Hey. Oh, I I know you got news for us.
1: I've got so much news. Like, seriously, it's not just, okay, so. It's not just
0: snails. That's what you're about to say.
1: Let me pull up. I have my notes. I, I have little tabs in my bullet journal, and I have a friendshiping tab. Here we go. So let's start with the snails.
0: Okay. So let me set the scene from my <laughs> perspective. I'm so excited. I, I was out on a run, and I do a little favor for myself, which is I don't bring my phone when I go running.
1: I know where this is going.
0: <laughs> um, so I came back, and I saw that I had five text messages from <laughs> Trent. <laughs> And the I first one was... Triscuit <laughs> the first one was all caps. Well, like, the first one I saw, because there were so many, I had to scroll back up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> fir- do not... Apology not accepted. Okay. This is... Okay, not to get too savvy here, but this is why people have and need friends. For moments like these, I was bent over red right in the face, and I was like exhausted. And then I look at my phone, and I was like, oh, Trin texted me. Oh, my God. All caps five times. Egg, 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 egg. egg. <laughs> Egg my snail's laid eggs. <laughs> and it goes on, but uh rather than repeating all of it, I would like to hear Trin what what happened.
1: So this is what happened. <laughs> so I, I like I clean out my snail container probably more often than one needs to because <laughs> that's how I live my life. I have a little toothbrush and I got a little a little glass cup and I fill it with warm water and just a drop of dish soap mm-hmm. And so I and I mix it up wash the walls of the terrarium, wipe them down that with a little really cloth. really soothing to do. My God. like My it is. God, is My it soothing. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good to clean a snail? Um, no, it does. It does. I, I believe it. And then, and so, and you know, the whole thing is like, I have to take them out and I count them because I have six of them. You
0: got to, can't lose any.
1: I, they've escaped before and
0: they don't go very far. I was going to say they don't go very fast or far, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But, like, you know, I got to make sure. And also, like, I take out, like, the rocks and clean them. I don't want to accidentally, like, boil one of my snails. Right. Right. Anyway, so uh, I was just – I have a little – I I upgraded from a margarine lid to a peanut butter container lid. Oh, okay. Full of spinach that I give them. And it's almost always spinach because, you know, know when you, like, get a container of spinach – and there's always, like, a shitty, like, maybe dozen leaves left at the end. Oh, of course.
0: That's their favorite Yeah, snack. yeah. Oh, that's so lucky for you. It's, you it's seem wonderful. like someone that would always have some spinach on hand anyway. I
1: do. Thank you. I do. It's very important for vegans to get those dark leafy greens. Anyway, flash forward. So I'm poking around, cleaning up, and I stick my finger into, like, the substrate, which is coconut choir, and, I was, and I'm just like, what in the fuck is this poop? Not poop. It was a, a little, uh, I had unearthed because they bury their eggs. They, they burrow down and then they poop them out. And, I, and the, it was just maybe like, you know, um, my pinky knuckle, my less pinky knuckle uh-huh. full of, of eggs. And I just bury them back wow, real quick. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And I'm I'm really hoping that because I disturbed them that maybe half of them won't hatch because otherwise that's like going to be a lot of snails.
0: But you are going to let them hatch this time? I'm going to let them hatch <gasps> oh this time. Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the, they used to lay eggs all the time and then I mixed their substrate uh, and they stopped. And then I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready for more snails. So I, uh, I waited for them to lay eggs. And, and so now I have to just clean the container really carefully and wait. It should be four
0: weeks. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's why you texted me four weeks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like four weeks since use that you, they, they got pregnant, four weeks until, like, I wasn't sure what four weeks, left, but now it seems very, very obvious. I'm so happy. You're going to have more snails. Thanks. The due date is potentially <laughs> October 8th. I saw that someone on Twitter asked if there's a registry.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what? And I thought I said to him and I was thinking, I was thinking, I like, maybe I should just like put out into the world that like, uh, so, you know, I don't eat eggs, but my husband does and they need eggshells. Yeah. So he like has to eat eggs once a week, no matter what, because I need the eggshells. So I was like, well, maybe I should be like, if anybody wants to bring me their baked eggshells or terrariums they're not using. They-
0: I eat eggs. Do you just like shells, clean them, just bring them to you?
1: Do you yeah. Need anything- okay. well, so what I do with them, so basically there's two like easy ways to kill bacteria, which is freezing or boiling or baking. So what we do is we have a little Tupperware in the fridge and he rinses them and then just throws them in the Tupperware in the freezer. Got it. Excuse me, the Tupperware in the freezer so to get rid of like bacteria yeah. and stuff. So, that's so
0: everyone bring your garbage to Trim. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I have a
0: long list of garbage
1: that I, I love to receive. Uh, so, <laughs> that's amazing. So did you know, okay, so sad, sad story turns into a slightly happier one. Okay. So, as you may know, uh, less than 9% of all the recycled materials in Chicago actually go to recycling. I did know that, and it makes me want to hurl. It makes me want to throw up. Like, absolutely. And so, you know, we're all doing our best. We're all, like, uh, just trying to use less stuff. Carlin, who, as you know, is a perfect person, uh, drinks a ton of kombucha, I guess, now. Like, suddenly, like, she's, like, super into, like, slamming a kombucha. So I've decided that I'm going to take all of her identical kombucha glasses and I'm going to weld them together with crazy glue and make a full scale cover for my window with them to insulate and to like bend the light. Oh, that's
0: such a good use
1: of someone else's trash. And and so I said to Carlin because her birthday's coming up, I was like, for your birthday, I will take your garbage. That's awesome. Take as much garbage (laughs) as you will give me. (laughs) Open up, Trin. Open up. Yum, yum. Garbage time. Wait, okay, I have other updates.
0: I don't see what could possibly top that in four weeks. You're gonna have baby snails on your hands, but so I yes,
1: <laughs> this yes it might
0: yes I don't know just like what oh my god nothing what? important oh, nothing oh, okay. crazy it's oh, just like okay. I did a
1: soft launch of my gender on oh, Twitter yes oh I'm so happy for you As, uh, do, I did a soft launch this is also part of the soft launch so the, here's what's happening
0: guys soft launch <laughs> you are a millennial
1: <laughs> I know right. <laughs> Uh, we, I get together with my other non-binary friends every week for non-binary stand-up and we, <laughs> we get on a Slack call and we all, and I stole that joke from James T. Green. But anyway, so I've spent like, I want to say like three or four years, like really, like maybe the last like two years really thinking about like gender and stuff. And I, I'm not like coming out as anything. Because I don't know yet, but I feel like I've spent such a significant amount of time not feeling like a woman that I can say, like, I'm somewhere in the non-binary. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to to discuss it. But I would just was uh, I was thinking to myself that it, it is useful for people who are adults. To reassess their cisgenderedness, I think every now and again, because like you change or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, and again, like I I I think in my head I I am like feeling like non-binary woman is probably what I am, but I also know that I'm still at a point where that is subject to change. You know, and I wanted to talk about it uh, just because, uh, yeah, like I just everybody, if you have a feeling that you're really bad at being your gender, maybe you're a different one. Yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you are really maybe bad. Maybe you fingered. suck at
1: that. Because, <laughs> uh, like, you know, I, and I've been experimenting with little things because, you know, I've been raised like a, like a girl and an, into woman and stuff. Like, I still, like, can't shave my legs sometimes. And, like, you know, I, my hair is adorable right it's now. It's
0: so good. The haircut is
1: fantastic. Thank you. I, I really. So in, um, the hair thing is actually a really good metaphor for what's happening. Yeah. So I realized that I just hadn't done anything or cut my hair. Because I was like, "Oh, my! I have nice hair. I'm going to let it grow, and uh, and it deserves to be pretty because it's good hair." And then I was like. Why does my hair get to live a full life, but I don't? But
0: I don't. (laughs) You're more than your beautiful hair.
1: Right. So I was just like, I'm just going to cut this off so I can be free of it. Like this one thing that like makes me be a girl, sort of thing. And like, obviously, like, I mean, a good example is Jonathan Van Ness is not binary and has beautiful, glowing, Mm -hmm. healthy Mm -hmm. hair. I'm not saying that that can't be the case. Um, It's just that I think that we human beings tend to think that if we come out as something then it's kind of saying, like, you know what the common response is? I, I think I'm going all pla- kinds of places with this, but this is the point I really, really wanted to make. I, I, I thought to myself, like, oh, you're non-binary and you're, and you're bisexual. Oh, you're, like, everything. Like everybody's a little non-binary. Everyone's a little bi. It's like, well, if that's true, I think that we should explore that as a society.
0: Agreed. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're all like, yeah, gender's fluid. Yeah. But, like, let's, let's internalize that and think about it more.
1: Right. Like, uh, if it's normal that I'm by, and it's normal and common that, like, everybody's a little bit not their gender, then, like, that that has huge ramifications for human society. Yeah. I so, mean, you could change
0: all of capitalism with that. Like you could change capitalism, but you could change the outputs of capitalism. You
1: absolutely could. I guess my closing statement on this is that you may think that you're too normal to be something, but the truth is, is that those things are normal.
0: Yes, exactly. You're not boring or ordinary or... Too shy to be bisexual or whatever. You're not like, there's yeah. no wrong way to be your gender.
1: Yeah. And my uh, pronouns I'm keeping as is for now just because yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. So she. Yeah, let's do she. she. Let's
0: do she her. You so know. the only like thing you cannot say is hubby. Yeah. <laughs> That's no. the only legal one. We're not we're every, not doing that. Every regardless of gender, regardless of orientation, all are welcome except the word hubby.
1: And so <laughs> Oh, God, speaking of every gender but man, this is actually a great time to transition to the question. Yeah, let's fucking do it. But here's the thing. I want to hear about you.
0: Oh, uh, what do I have going on? Um, snails won their uh, game last night. Was oh my great. God, you're going to the finals? We're going to the finals. Everyone goes to the finals. But we're going to the finals. Going to the finals, baby. And I was thinking how funny it is that you have snails. Yeah. And you've had snails for a while. Yes. And I've been on a softball team called the snails yes. for like three years. Yes. And it took us three years to be like, those are the same words. It did. It did. Why did it take so long? I
1: don't know. <laughs> and it took, I mean, I never got
0: there. <laughs> Katie got there. Katie I, got there. I, I didn't get there either. <laughs> Here right. I go. Steal, speaking of stealing ideas, I <laughs> didn't even have the brainstorm that those are the same words. But like, It had to be delivered to my brain.
1: It was just, it was very, I just did not think about it even one time.
0: I know. And I'm involved in both. I'm involved in your snails and the team snails. You are- Deeply involved. In- <laughs> Jen, uh, now listen, I'm going to ask you a question
1: and like you can say no. Okay.
0: No. <laughs> what is it? What is it? You want any snails? <gasps> I don't know. (laughs) Don't make me say yes or no. No, no, you don't have to. I do, but I also don't want to add uh, more stress to my life. Totally. So Sam said the same thing.
1: Yeah. My buddy, Sam 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 Nags. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, um, (laughs) hey, if anybody wants (laughs) any snails, I can send you them. And and Sam's like, "Your your snails are so cute, but I just killed a cactus. And I was like, oh, man, people overwater cactuses all the time. No big deal. She's like, no, that was absolutely not the problem. I just (laughs) never touched that cactus one time. (laughs) They usually thrive on not being touched, too. Right. And I was like, "Uh, no, you don't get snails.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to do this thing where I don't take on too much. That's really good. snails are not that much. And they also bring a lot of joy. But I'm not even risking it, you know?
1: It's not enough joy to add another. You have a Mavvy.
0: I do have a Mavvy. That's a like a least. thousand snails.
1: <laughs> I was about to say, it's at least a dozen yeah, snails. It a lot
0: of snails. And Mabby's like, she's a good dog. That's kind of easy for my lifestyle to take care of because all she needs is like exercise. And then she's like well-behaved. But if you don't exercise her, then she'll, she will ruin your life. <laughs> she, will, she will terrorize the neighborhood. But anyway, so I'm trying this new thing where if something is even a little bit stressful, I just don't even do it. That's so good. Just don't even approach it. It's, ca- it's kind of like denial, but I'm yeah. just like framing it in a way that's a little more... Active avoidance. Active avoidance. That sounds good. I'm avoiding things that I don't like. Yeah. (laughs) And I can send you videos and pictures of my snails. Yeah, please do that. I actually don't need snails because I have another pet already, and that pet is a possum. What? Our possum. remember around May when I was like, there's a possum in our yard, and she just had babies, and I wanted to give her a gift for Mother's Day. Remember that? That was many episodes ago. Well, she went away, and now she's back. Assuming it's the same possum because it's in the same place.
1: Yeah. It would, I mean, unless you have a really excellent possum hole.
0: <laughs> I know. Right? I You're like, just really, them. really perfect place for a possum. That's how it works. I mean, I is it like posted on like the possum like real estate Next market? Next door? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of birds in this neighborhood. A dog. Can't a the dog. dog go away. There's like <laughs> trying to get rid of the annoying neighbor dog. <laughs> anyway, I don't have anything else to say about the possum yet except that we named her Edna. Oh, that's a really good name. That's <laughs> right.
1: I okay. want to name my snails, but um, you know what? I, you know what's happening the damp, now? The Damp Boys? Here's what, well, so Yucky and the Damp Boys. Yucky.
0: It, I couldn't remember what it was.
1: Yucky and the Damp Boys is the name of their collective. There is not a single one <laughs> of them named Yucky. Um, it's like their band <laughs> name. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that, uh, so do you remember when I became a crazy cat lady and then I became a crazy plant lady? And now I'm a crazy. I definitely snail remember the lady. second one, and yeah. I am.
0: We're currently living through the third one.
1: Um, I'm trying to stop.
0: <laughs> I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying a little hard Never to like chill being out. Being what makes you happy.
1: Tom gave me a book about gastropods, and I oh, no. uh, I have not yet had time to read it. But um, last night I laid up in bed, uh, anxious that I hadn't read the book yet. So. Oh no! <laughs> right? Don't do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have to talk about—we have to go into the question because it's been 20 okay, minutes. Okay, we're doing it now. But, you, honestly, here's the thing, Jen. We didn't see each other last week.
0: So That's these, what it is. I've been looking forward to this all day.
1: Same. These motherfuckers are going to put up with at least 15 minutes of banter, or they can just shut this off. Want to read the question? Yes.
0: <laughs> Let's see if we can maybe help this person. I don't think they're going to like it. They're, oh, they're going to be uh, so angry we're gonna, at us. We're going to piss them off a little. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I need your advice. I'm part of a D&D group that meets at least once a week and has multiple games going on at once. Overwhelming? Sometimes. But worth it? Yes. I was invited into the group by a friend and I'm beyond grateful to be part of it. So a while back in the spring, I decided to pay that forward and invite another friend in the group. I did have the permission of the other players before I did this. Hell yeah. The friend I decided to invite is a cis male friend from work. We'll call him Andy. He's one of the first people there that really made me feel welcome and someone I really enjoy working with. For quite a while, he would always ask me, when are we going to play D&D? So finally, I decided to invite him to join. Some things to know about the group. The majority of us are queer in some way. Also, the majority of us are female. It's important to all of us that the space we've created remain a safe space for everyone. Since that time, I've had two people in the group come to me to express the discomfort with Andy in the group. In some ways, I can see where they're coming from.
1: <laughs> Triscuit. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I no, it was quiet. It's such a good, satisfying <clears throat> crunch. I'm going to put it Do up.
0: not edit that out, Ian. I swear to God. Crunchy. You're fired. In some ways, I can see where they're coming from. In other ways, I am left perplexed. We are a group who has become very close. We have such an amazing vibe with each other and roleplay is amazing. And we each have a great respect for the characters we've created and the story we're crafting together. This is Andy's first time playing. And it's clear that he doesn't have the same playing style that the rest of us do. It's also been brought to my attention that people are frustrated because as soon as we're done playing, Andy leaves and doesn't hang out with the rest of us outside of D&D. They want to play with someone who they know well. I realize I'm coming at this from a different angle as I'm very familiar with him and has just naturally happened after working in a retail job together. There's a part of me that feels like he's not being given a chance. One of the players, our main DM, has never gone out of his way to make Andy feel comfortable. When he talks, our DM is often shorter with him than with anyone else. I'm not sure if anyone else has realized this, but it's something I see and often feel frustrated by. I've asked Andy if he's ever been made to feel unwelcome and has always said no, so it's possible he hasn't noticed, but he also has also expressed to me that he feels like the DM doesn't want to talk to him as much. I'm sure he's sensing something. The most jarring thing to me that I've been told is that one of our players has told another person that he would, quote, never let Andy be alone with any of us. I've always felt that I have a good tell of character, and this is something I've never sensed from Andy. He's one of the two people I work with that I would ever trust completely. But also, the person who said this would never say anything like that without genuine intentions. I've been asked to talk to Andy about the situation. I can express to him that the others feel like he doesn't want to be around them, and that concerns them in regards to how seriously or not he's taking playing. I can also see why he might not want to if he doesn't feel welcome. I have no idea how or even if I should mention the second thing. I feel really terrible that I may have unintentionally brought someone to the group that makes others feel uncomfortable or unsafe. But he's so excited about playing and talks to me about how excited he is all the time. Maybe I shouldn't have invited someone I work with. But here we are, and I can't go back. Help?
1: Oh, Lordy. Okay, so let's start off with, I I think everybody here has good intentions. I think that the asker wants to protect their friend. The asker wants to uh, have a nice time and doesn't want to hurt Andy's feelings. And I think that the asker is offended, maybe, that uh, their friends won't be more accommodating for this new person. Right. Um, it, doesn't se- it seems like Andy is just being um, blissfully kind of unaware and just bopping along NBD. But the friends have said multiple times and in multiple different ways that this person makes them feel unsafe.
0: So here's where I totally, like, grind to a halt here. The mo- this is what the question says. The most jarring thing to me that I've been told is that one of our players has told a person that he would, quote, never let Andy be alone with any of us. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, the, the most charitable... Least likely scenario is that sh- this person is like, oh, well, I never let anyone be alone with men. Which, by the way, is legitimate. Oh, yeah. Um, but that is, that's a, that's a thing someone said about your friend. Yeah, uh, a work friend, too. So the asker knows this person in an extremely specific context. Right. I think they mentioned retail, too. Mm-hmm. And friendships are formed in the fire's hell of retail.
1: Absolutely. I, I feel the same way about, like... Um, Doing volunteer positions and things like that. Yeah, you go through some shit together. If you're low-paid or underpaid and you have a difficult job, those friendships are forged in fire. Yeah. So here, here's, here's what I think. This is my read on the situation, yeah. Jen. Let me yeah, know yeah. what you think. So regardless of what Andy is doing to make people feel uncomfortable, more than one person in the established group doesn't like Andy. Also, uh, it has been called out that Andy's not really doing anything to change the situation whatsoever. He, uh, is, uh, he has a different play style, so, which means that he's not being accommodating to the group. Right. He's doing his own fucking thing. Um, and that could mean a, a million things. It could mean that he's um, way more hardcore in the role playing, or he's way more hard car- hardcore in the math. Or maybe he just refuses to learn the math and it's just like, somebody else, fucking do this for me. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that he joined a group of people doing a thing and then decided to do the thing his own way. Yeah, that's a really
0: good point.
1: Um, He's also not hanging out with people afterwards, which perhaps you did not make clear to him that that was... It's not a requirement, it doesn't seem, but it seems like... This is something that's expected. They don't want to play D&D with a stranger. Right. Um, And if he's been invited and said no every time, that's also something that he's doing to make himself not fit in with the group.
0: Yep. That's a decision he is making.
1: You know what it feels like, Jen, and I could be reading this wrong again, is it feels like this cis white dude entered this group, a very diverse gender group. And decided to just keep acting like a cis white man. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Um, And that's not awful or something. That doesn't make him evil or bad or something like that. What I'm saying is he's absolutely not conforming to the pre-established way that we interact with each other in this situation. And he is
0: fucking up. Yeah. He is not reading the room. He's not taking cues from the DM. You notice the DM. Yeah, Taryn, I'm with you. I think you owe it to this group to be respectful, to lean back and learn, to see how it goes. And I, you know, at first I was like, it's interesting that they wish he hung around because they don't really like him very much. But then I was like, wait, of course they would prefer it. If they want to get to know him outside of D&D, they would like to know what he's all about. Because right now they have this D&D lens and he's kind of fucking it up. Yeah.
1: I don't know if Andy understands how much work goes into scheduling, writing, and DMing a, oh my God, a yeah. D&D campaign. And like, and again, we could be completely off. Maybe Andy is super gracious and uh, brings snacks or um, even acknowledges in any way that he's new and this group is already established and he needs to be the one making an effort. Basically, there's two people in this situation that should have made an effort and didn't. The most glaring is Andy. And then ask her. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I have to tell you to do this. But yeah, you do have to talk to Andy. And you should have already talked to Andy. Oh,
0: my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, I know. We hate giving you things to do that are uncomfortable. But yeah, you kind of should have. So I just I'm so interested by the fact that you said and this isn't we're not I'm not condemning you here. I just think it's worth pointing out that you said the DM isn't making an effort. But is Andy making an effort? Yeah. All your behavior is pointing, you're you're noticing the behavior of the group, but I want to know, you haven't mentioned what Andy is doing or not doing. And here's the thing, even like, even like, turns out, even if he's very gracious, even you're like, I think he's very sweet. It really doesn't matter because the group doesn't like Andy. Exactly. Group doesn't like Andy. Does it matter if Andy's mildly annoying or gets unsafe and uncomfortable? It's somewhere in between one or both, all of these, whatever. Doesn't really matter. The fact is the group doesn't like Andy being there. Yeah, And I, I can kind of feel you self-soothing your way through this. Yes. You're navigating like, but I, I trust this friend, but Andy doesn't seem like that bad to me, but this friend is genuine and would never lie about this, but Andy is a good friend. Let's just look at the facts. Sometimes you just got to look at the facts. The group doesn't like Andy. Yeah. Andy probably shouldn't be there anymore. Andy shouldn't be there anymore. Let's just Andy say it. Andy definitely shouldn't be there Let's anymore. just say it. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's happening... <sighs> again I, I hate saying this stuff especially because all we have to go off is the question but it feels like you're prioritizing Andy's potential feelings over the feelings the group is currently having yes yes like exactly and- you
0: already have you already have very valuable feedback in front of you and you just don't like it
1: What stood out to me, and like again, I I feel like I want to reiterate again. So we're not saying like we're not canceling you, we're not dragging you, (laughs) or saying you're problematic. uh, But I am saying that uh, what you said in your question is the most jarring thing to me. Is when the players told the other person he would never let Andy be alone with any of us. So you pointed that out as like the most important part of the question. That this discomfort is a problem. It makes me feel like what you want us to say is your friend should be more welcoming. Your friend should need to, need to do these things. But that's, that's not the problem. The problem is very simple, which is removing Andy. Uh, and then the other problem is that you feel way, way, way too protective over Andy and his potential
0: feelings. Super protective. He's an adult. He doesn't need these people. These people don't need them. What's right. the fallout here? Nothing. Nothing, really. Nothing that's worth There's. It's not worth it to protect Andy. Yeah. I just don't. It's just not. Even if you're like, but we're good friends and he's really sweet. Uh, okay, that's fine. He still doesn't belong in the group. Yeah. And I, I
1: also worry that you're seeing this in terms of either I tell him that people feel unsafe around him or I do nothing. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we don't want you to use the words you make people feel unsafe. I don't think that's productive
0: do you want to like role play this a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I think we should it's gonna suck it's but gonna it's suck. gonna suck when you do it <laughs>
1: but like um so let's do a situation I, I would like to just for the purposes of uh, doing the worst case scenario and yeah. then and then you can scale back based on how bad auntie actually yes. is <laughs> you know let's Pretend Andy is the worst. Okay. And I will try to talk through this conversation. So let's say the scenario is we're at work and it's in the morning and Andy's got his cup of coffee and he's leaning over my cubicle being (laughs) being like uh, updating me on the game last night or something. I don't know. Something we're both equally interested in because we are friends at work. Yes. So am I Andy? Uh, Yeah. Could you be? Of course. Thank you.
0: So the football game, what happened was the Broncos kicked the ball straight into the mouth of a whale.
1: That is so great. I'm so glad you updated me on this because I didn't even get to see the highlights because I forgot to TiVo it while we were playing D&D. Speaking of D&D... I love D&D. D&D rules. I'm Andy! <laughs> Andy. <laughs> never kick me out of the D&D group. Oh, I wouldn't. I would never do that. Uh, one thing I did want to mention, though, is like, I feel like... Do you ever get the sense that they're still treating you like the new guy and you still feel like the new guy? I feel like I just... I oh, um, mm, No, you don't. Okay. Maybe <laughs> honestly, it might just be me. I think that because I'm the person who brought you into this group, I just care a lot about you guys getting along. Uh, and I, I've noticed a few things like you remember when we talked about how like the DM kind of cuts you
0: off sometimes. And yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, DM does cut me off. What's that about?
1: Yeah. Um, you know what I was thinking? We should talk to him.
0: Yeah. We should <laughs> tell him to cut that out.
1: We could totally talk to the DM. I think that having a conversation is a great idea. But like for right now, just do me this one dumb favor that will make me feel better. Try to read the room a little bit. Like, I know you love to play the game differently than us, but just for a little while, like try and like, you know, be a log on the river of the game and just like see what other people are doing. I'm not trying to tell you to like tone yourself down or something like that. I love playing with specifically you. It's just that I still have this feeling that my two friend groups aren't meshing well and I want to help.
0: Yeah, maybe they should be nicer to me.
1: What do you think? So I actually agree. I think they should be nicer to you. But I also know that you have a little bit of ground that you can... Give to make this whole process a lot easier. Agreed. Agree to agree.
0: It's hard to argue with that when you say you have a little ground to give to. Yeah. That's really nice.
1: Because it's kind of like, I mean, because that's the real problem here is that it's not, that's the other thing is that I feel like the asker is so worried about this. They're like, oh my God, my friend is an abuser. And oh my God, my friends are uh, bigoted against white
0: guys. You know? (laughs) Right, right. But there's so much in the middle here. There absolutely is. This doesn't need to be a dramatic blow up. You're going to have many friends and uh, coworkers in your life and many people that come in and out of it that are like oh this isn't this isn't compatible with this friend or oh this friend should not be around this friend or this friend doesn't want to hang out with men in their all-female D&D group which I really am surprised that you still brought it to me. I do too! Yeah like uh I wouldn't personally bring yeah my husband to my husband, who I you know by contract, like you have contractually, to ha- I like him. Legally, you must hang out with him until one of you dies. Yeah, hopefully, I die first. Yeah, but <laughs> I wouldn't bring him to if all my lady friends were hanging out, and I have with like close, close friends, but not like a specific group weekly thing where all my friends are queer and female. I don't know. You know
1: what it is, Jen. This is what I think. Part of it is I think that the asker feels safe with Andy. And they are confused as to why their friends don't equally feel as safe. And the problem is that there's just so much more there. Your yeah. friends don't have the context of hanging out with him. All they know is that there is some white guy that shows up to their D&D, uses them for the game, and then leaves.
0: Yeah. And like, <laughs> in your own words, role plays differently and is new at it. Right. That's, a, that's pretty much all set up to fail here. <laughs> I, would have, I would have been shocked if you were like, and everyone loves it. Right, like, right, No, I don't think so. I think this was, I guess you really fucked up by doing this, Oscar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like some awful fuck up. Like it's,
0: you just made a decision based
1: on the information that you had right. at the time. You made the best decision that you could with the information you had. Now you have more information. Yes,
0: yes. You have, gathered useful data right. about this friend group and how D&D works with, these, with your friends and how Andy maybe doesn't a good fit. I even think you should play D&D with Andy just with different people. Yeah, I think that's good too. And the other thing is that like it's not going to be awkward to kick Andy
1: out of the group because of this. Andy doesn't know them in any other context. You could just tell him nobody's playing D&D anymore and he will never know.
0: Yeah, I truly think that's fine. I yeah. mean, we don't live in a world... We don't live in this cool, ideal world where Trinidad would be like, tell him exactly what happened and everything will go smoothly and uh, it'll be received well and you'll feel better. No, I think what you need to do is get Andy out of this group quickly, yeah. quietly, protecting yourself um, and maybe protecting Andy's feelings a little bit. I know you're going to do that anyway. So yeah. let's be realistic here.
1: And all campaigns have an end. Right. Yeah. D&D winds down, right? Right. And unless, oh, so they do do multiple games on one night. So he might be involved in in more than one game. But like, again, you could just say D&D was canceled tonight. D&D was canceled next time. Oh, we just decided that we don't, our schedules don't line up. I feel terrible telling you to, you know what? No, I don't. I never tell, feel terrible telling you to lie to somebody. Uh, when it doesn't fucking matter and everybody will be happier, just fucking
0: lie. Who lie. cares? Just lie your way out of this. <laughs> I swear to God. What if also you stopped doing all this work for Andy? God, you're doing so much work for Andy. So much emotional labor, so much actual work trying to integrate him in this group. He's not trying to integrate with the group, is he? If he's really trying and he's still failing, I would be... I do no, know. I mean, it's really hard for me to imagine. I just don't see it. So let's talk about actual next steps. So... There
1: are two phases of this. One is continue to try to fit Andy in with the group, which will be more work and more time and may not actually work out. And it might be really bad
0: for the other women there.
1: It might, but there are ways to work together to, to make this work. And Jen and I will talk about that. Or it's, I mean, it's not lie, it's not live that the game is broken up or whatever. But the other thing is, is getting him out of the group. Yeah. God, go with the second one. So the first one, because I feel like that's the one that Oscar's going to at least want to try first.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a lot of work, right? Is it going to be a lot of conversations?
1: Um, I would hope it's only one. That would be really nice. Um, I think that if it's more than one conversation and Andy is uh, constantly asking you to make him feel better about this. Yeah. Do you want to try it out?
0: Yeah. I, I guess the reason I thought it might be more than one conversation is because I wonder if the Esker needs to do a little more information gathering. Such as? Like, what is it about Andy that makes you uncomfortable? Is there a specific action? Yeah. Does he interrupt? Is he coming late and leaving early and then participating in the game but doesn't, barely remembers the names of the people there? I would be curious what exactly it is because I feel like the asker has a pretty significant blind spot. And we all do about people we care about. Yeah.
1: Like we say, every monster has a friend. We're not saying that <laughs> yeah. Andy is a monster, but we're saying that you could absolutely be friends with a person who other people might find uh, abusive or might make them uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what what, what was your scenario Trin, that you would talk to Andy? So um, the asker says that they want to talk to
1: Andy. Right. The group said that, that the solution is to ask her to talk to Andy. Right. I do think that the group is telling you to talk to Andy as a precursor for telling you to remove Andy from the group.
0: Yeah. But either way, yeah.
1: you can have the conversation. And we kind of already did. The, yeah. Hey, give a little, like, let's see where we can meet here. Let's do a, we just played D&D and we're texting each other.
0: Oh, good call. So these would be text messages. Yes. Okay. And Andy presumably has left... While everyone else is still hanging out? Yes. Okay. And,
1: uh, and I'm the asker and I'm uh, in the bathroom pretending to poop, <laughs> but I'm just
0: mad <laughs> at Andy. <laughs> so you're angry pooping. I have the rage shits. And Andy is like, I'm just going to go home. I'm going to go to White Castle. I'm going to go to White Castle. I'm at White Castle picking up my phone. d d was awesome. That's good. Let's start with right there. Yeah uh yeah D was a ton of fun uh, exclamation
1: point um hey maybe next time uh stick around and watch a movie with us after
0: uh D is over uh eggplant emoji oops that was for somebody else sorry friend um <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry 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 peach uh, peach peach um peach. yeah i mean i'm already at D D for like three hours with everybody so do i do i need to stay for a movie you know, um, I would love it if you would. Oh, shit. Okay, we're
1: texting. I forgot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> w- would love it if you did, exclamation point. The group wants to get to know you better. And uh, we traditionally watch action VHS tapes after D&D. I think it would make them happy if you stayed. Could oh. you, do you think you could make an effort to
0: hang out with us? Yeah, I think I could probably budget some time. <laughs> great, cool. <laughs> so, um, like, you all hang out afterwards? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, I didn't realize that was so important. It is to us,
1: um, and I'm glad I'm telling you now. Uh, how about, let's plan next Wednesday, you stick around. I'll stick around with you. You'll definitely have a buddy.
0: That sounds great. Do you want any White Castle?
1: Always. <laughs> they have the Impossible Burger. <laughs> oh, do they? They do. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I, I like the idea of l- let's tackle the concrete things. First is they want to get to know Andy. They, yeah. have, they have said they want to hang out with him more. Yeah. Yeah. So let's
0: start with that. That's a kindness, by the way, I think that they're like, hey, friend, we would like to give your friend more chances to get to know us. Why don't they stick around more? That's kind of great. Is That it? is really great. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't like them because I don't know them very well. That's kind of what they're saying, isn't it? Yeah, I would feel
1: unsafe with a stranger.
0: Yeah, you know, absolutely, and that's what he's stranger is. danger
1: all the time. Yeah, always. Like if if you do manage to mend this rift and bring Andy into the group comfortably, it's going to be a lot of of Andy changes. Period. Yeah, uh, and uh, it will take a while, but I think that I, I'm surprised that they seem open to it still.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Maybe they're no longer open to it.
1: And, uh, and yeah. Okay. So now you know how to talk about like, hey, give a little ground. Now you talk about, you know how to bring up like, hey, hang out. I will be there with you. You won't not know anybody. I will make sure that we leave at the same time. Like that is a really good thing to say to somebody who's like new. So let's say Andy
0: does not change at all. Yeah. Does You've done D D let's say two or three more times.
1: Yes. And he uh has not hung out. We'll do a scenario where he does. And your friends have been like, yo, like what's going yo, on? Yo, come on. Right. Uh so let's do work and it's this time I'm uh hovering my gray tea over your cubicle wall. <laughs> and uh I'm like, I really love that hang in there kitty poster I was
0: just gonna make that joke Holy I know, shit! right it just read my mind because we've had cubicle jobs oh yeah so this is my cubicle uh this is my plant this is my keyboard where I eat toast every day and get all the crumbs in the keyboard what's up with you <laughs> um I just came over with a can of compressed air um that would be great I thought is that a metaphor? <laughs> for your
1: toast for this whole situation yeah yes. <laughs> So after I gracefully transitioned from whatever the fuck we were talking about, <laughs> yeah. I'd say, oh, hey, before I go, something I wanted to talk about. The last couple of weeks, you know, I've invited you to hang out with everybody after D&D and you said you'd go, but like you don't really show up. Is there anything that I can do to like make this easier for you? Like, it's important for me that you get along with the D&D group on like a personal level because we all do. Do you think you could
0: I don't know. I think I just, I just like uh, playing D&D. You don't need to make it a bigger deal than that. I totally
1: get that. Unfortunately, that's not what our group does. It's, I feel really bad saying this, but, like, Andy, I don't know if this D&D group works for you. But I love it so much. God, and I love playing with you, and I, I'm saying that totally honestly. Um, in fact, I would do a different D&D game with you. I feel like we should gather some people and do it. Like, I don't know my friend's problems is, are... I'm not sure which verb tense to use in this case, but I just don't think it's working out. Like, and again, I don't think it's like anybody's fault. I think it's just a matter of they want somebody who's going to stick around and like drink Four loco and watch Die Hard 4. And you just want to show up and play a game. Um, Hey, have you ever thought about playing classic World of Warcraft? Because that's basically playing D&D, but on a screen.
0: Oh, so like I don't have to hang out with people longer than that?
1: Literally, uh, we wouldn't have to interact in person at all.
0: Okay, that's kind of sounded good. Right? I know. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I'm not going to say, we're not going to pretend that this, that this won't hurt Andy's feelings.
0: Yeah, it might. Or he might be still so clueless.
1: Yeah. Um, but I think uh, people understand, hey, I want to be on your team, but it's going to be a different team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, this isn't a good fit. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. And, and you could say something like, how about let's let this campaign wind down and then we'll tell them that we're going to do our own game.
0: I think that's really wise. Maybe the ask girl will be comforted to know that, like, I am on a trivia team and for a long time it was, like, lighthearted and easy and people came, came and went. But now we take it extremely seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't invite just anyone. Right. Because I would be like, this is going to be intense. Yeah. Like, we... Do like, you study? Yes. So 100% study.
1: And like, I, and if I showed up to your trivia night and I was like, eggs for $200, (laughs) you'd be like, Trin, I love you, but never come here again. It's like,
0: if you, it's just not casual. (laughs) You know, it's not like, you know, there's the difference between like serious Euro style board games and casual board games. And this falls under the, we are there to get all the answers right. We're not there to like dish about our day and play trivia on the side. So, like, if I brought someone, I'd need to make that very clear. And it would have to be like, it's not going to work for everybody. Yeah.
1: I think you can also like, you know, chalk everything up to nerd weirdness and say something like. Oh, yeah. So I really like your uh, party game versus Euro style game. So for the the uninitiated in tabletop, like board games, card games, that sort of thing. There are many different types of games, but two large categories are like a Euro style complex game because Europeans make crazy mathy games uh, that I don't play. And then there's party-style games, which is just like, these are for kicks and for fun. I don't know if the group is steering more away, one way or Andy's steering another, but it just seems like you both want to have different kinds of fun. Yeah, you like know, incompatible. Use the words, we want to have a different kind of fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, no matter what you take out of our advice, I think that making these, these points clear, the... You're different and it's not bad. It's just that like I think we'd have a better time with yeah. somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Or um, hey, let's let this campaign uh oh also you don't have to do more than one D and D group if you don't want to. Like you don't have to defect with Andy. You could tell Andy, like, hey, we'll play together until the story closes out and let's uh like let's keep an, an open mind for other players for our group in the future.
0: I mean, it sounds like these are all veterans of D and D. Yeah. And you said yourself Andy's new. So like there's a lot of ways this this has been going wrong.
1: Yeah. Let's make sure we covered everything. Yeah, yeah. We covered why this could be happening, why you should trust the friends, why it doesn't really matter if Andy's like abusive or not. Uh, We covered we're not fucking canceling Andy. It's just we're um, removing him from a situation where he's not quite fitting in. We
0: covered that the asker is putting in way too much work to protect Andy. Yeah, I would examine why you are so intent on on doing that. I mean, I know you feel responsibility because you brought him into the group, but follow that instinct. Be responsible for Andy by removing him. Yes.
1: Yes, Jen. And then we talked about how to have that conversation in a couple of different ways. And then we talked about the conversation of letting Andy go, uh, which and I think that the main key point for those two conversations is tell mostly the truth and say things that will give you the desired results, which is nobody's at fault. This is a completely neutral situation. And I just feel like we'll have more fun elsewhere.
0: Yeah. And, and you I, will yeah yeah I think you will this is too much stress on you you're doing way too much work for Andy it should D&D should be fun yeah for the most part like it should be fun like 85% of the time 95% of the time yeah what do you think um 85 I think 85 is good, is good. yeah yeah
1: because yeah. you know 15% at least is
0: math yeah Ooh. some of the math is fun do we need to talk about if Andy is like being super gross yeah let's let's touch on it yeah
1: So, because we don't really know what the super gross is. Yeah. Um, I think that the only thing we need to say is that it's important to trust people of marginalized genders when they feel unsafe, because there are so many things that the non-marginalized gender will do that we don't even recognize as being wrong. Yeah, I say this because I'm writing about some friend breakups I've had in my life, but you may look back on your life and say oh, wow, my boundaries were gently violated over and over and over and over and over again, and it never triggered anything in me because it's so common. They may be very well picking up on something that you're not. Yep. So do trust them. Yeah, trust them. No matter what degree of creep he is, if somebody wants to remove him from the group, it's a good enough reason to move him, remove him from the group.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you don't get to decide if someone feels unsafe. Yeah. You don't get to be like, no, you don't.
1: And I also hope that... I, so I am sure that you can't help but feel a little hurt and offended that your friends won't be friends with your friend. It's kind of like showing up to a party with uh, the snack that you really like and like nobody else does, and then you're the only one eating it all night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you put work into making it. You put work into making it. And you're like, guys,
0: guys, I made this for the party. Right. There's nothing
1: wrong that you like pickled chickpeas. That's what I brought to Jen's bachelorette party. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, wait.
1: No, it's not. It's uh, popcorn. I brought popcorn and pickled lima beans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But so, you know, one to share. I brought a lot of the popcorn and I brought some pickled beans for myself, you know. Uh, but I wasn't—I wasn't saying to the group, "You should, you really just have to try these beans."
0: Yeah, you know. If you don't try these beans, the party's over. They
1: don't want the fucking beans. <laughs> They've tried beans over and over and over again, and they know that you tried real hard with these beans. You put in special spices or whatever, but they're just fucking over beans. <laughs> <laughs> I say that I could never
0: get over. I beans. know I can't. There's not a. That's not a world I'd like to live in. Wild horses couldn't drag, drag me you away, away from, from beans.
1: your beans. <laughs> uh, can can I, we wrap this up? Yeah, we've been recording almost an hour. Oh my goodness. We good just, luck, Ian. We just missed each other too I much. I did miss you. Okay. Um, uh, in conclusion, good luck. Again, take what you want from our advice and leave what doesn't work. But ultimately, please trust your friends. This has been friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can at new friendship. If you'd like to email us a question or say something nice to us, you certainly could at friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing, especially this extremely long episode with 80 minutes of banter. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio work. Our podfather and audio daddy, it worked immediately the moment we walked into the studio. Hell yeah. Delicious. Thank you to Molly Lewis, also equally exquisite work on our theme song. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher, who puts all of the fine curves into our design. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> trying really hard here.
0: Did
1: I say Monica? Oh, thank you to Monica. Ver. I don't, I don't know how to make this like really heartfelt, but we're stoked you're our agent. Thank, uh, you, for, thank you for what you do for us. There we go. Uh, thank you. Oh, and thank you for your ears listening.
0: You're welcome for talking. Mouths.
1: Friendship at the problem